0: In 1979, the Three Mile Island Unit 2 Reactor near Middletown, Pennsylvania, partially melted down. This was the most serious accident in U.S. commercial nuclear power plant operating history. Although its small radioactive releases had no detectable health effects on plant workers or the public, its aftermath brought about sweeping changes involving emergency response planning, reactor operator training, human factors, engineering, radiation protection, and many other areas of nuclear power plant operations. It also caused the NRC to tighten and heighten its regulatory oversight. All of these changes significantly enhanced the U.S. reactor safety. A combination of equipment malfunctions, design-related problems, and worker errors led to TMI-2's partial meltdown and very small off-site releases of radioactivity. The accident began about 4 a.m. on Wednesday, March 28, 1979, when a plant experienced a failure in the secondary non-nuclear section of the plant, one of two reactors on the site. Either a mechanical or electrical failure prevented the main feed water pumps from sending water to the steam generators that removed the heat from the reactor core. This caused the plant's turbine generator and the reactor itself to automatically shut down. Today, the TMI-2 reactor is permanently shut down and 99% of its fuel has been removed. The reactor coolant system is fully drained, and the radioactive water decontaminated and evaporated. The accident's radioactive waste was shipped off-site to an appropriate disposal area, and the reactor fuel and core debris were shipped to the Department of Energy's Idaho National Laboratory. In 2001, First Energy acquired TMI2 from GPU. First Energy has contracted the monitoring of TMI2 to Exelon, the current owner and operator of TMI1. The companies plan to keep the TMI-2 facility in long-term monitored storage until the TMI-1 plant ceases operations, at which time both plants will become decommissioned. In 1969, former U.S. President Dwight D. Eisenhower died of heart failure. He was 78 years old. Born in Texas in 1890, brought up in Abilene, Kansas, Eisenhower was the third of seven sons. He excelled in sports in high school and received an appointment to West Point. Stationed in Texas as a second lieutenant, he met Mamie Geneva Dowd, whom he married in 1916. In his early career, he excelled in staff assignments serving under Generals John Pershing, Douglas MacArthur, and Walter Krueger. After Pearl Harbor, General George C. Marshall called him to Washington for war plans assignment. He commanded the Allied forces landing in North Africa in November of 1942. On D-Day 1944, he was supreme commander of the troops invading France. After the war, he became president of Columbia University, then took leave to assume supreme command over the new NATO forces being assembled in 1951. Republican emissaries to his headquarters near Paris persuaded him to run for president in 1952. I like Ike was an irresistible slogan. Eisenhower won a sweeping victory. Negotiating for military strength, he tried to reduce the strains of the Cold War. In 1953, the signing of a truce brought an armed peace along the border of South Korea. The death of Stalin the same year caused shifts in relations with Russia. In domestic policy, the president pursued a middle course, continuing most of the New Deal and Fair Deal programs, emphasizing a balanced budget. As desegregation of schools began, he sent troops into Little Rock, Arkansas, to assure compliance with the orders of a federal court. He also ordered the complete desegregation of the armed forces. There must be no second-class citizens in this country, he wrote. Before he left office in January of 1961 for his farm in Gettysburg, he urged the necessity of maintaining an adequate military strength, but cautioned that vast, long-continued military expenditures could breed potential dangers to our way of life. He concluded with a prayer for peace and the goodness of time. Both themes remained timely and urgent when he died after a long illness on March 28th of 1969. On March of 1930, Istanbul, Turkey completely requested that all countries stop referring to the city as Constantinople. Istanbul had been a crucial gateway between east and west, north and south for thousands of years. The city, one of the largest in the world, straddles the Bosphorus, a narrow strait separating Europe and Asia. It is one of the largest ports for trade between North Africa, Asia, and Europe. Ancient Greeks recognized the strategic location and called the settlement Ligos. Beginning in about 660 BCE, and for more than 900 years, the urban area was known as Byzantium. The Emperor Constantine made the city the capital of Eastern Roman Empire in 330, and it was renamed in honor of him, Constantinople. The area remained Constantinople long after the Greeks and Romans were forced out by the indigenous Ottoman Turks in about 1299. However, local Turks began calling the city some variation of Istanbul or Stanbul, around this time or even earlier. When the long-lasting Ottoman Empire finally collapsed in 1923, the new Republic of Turkey officially changed Constantinople's name to Istanbul. They also changed the new capital's name from Angora to Ankara. This did not stop foreign travelers, businesses, and even governments from calling the city Constantinople. That changed in 1930 once mail-addressed to Constantinople, including paychecks, shipping forms, and other legal documents not being delivered to any home or business in Istanbul. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast for March 28th. I thank you for listening, and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics, thepeoplehistory.com, Three Mile Island at nrc.gov Dwight D. Eisenhower whitehouse.gov and Istanbul, not Constantinople at nationalgeographic.org The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on incompetech.com If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more please consider subscribing as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.